Hi, it's Sunny. And today on Cheery Conversations, we're doing a throwback all the way to the first season with, get this, my sister Season. Yes, that's her name. Two years ago, we recorded this and we were talking about self-care. And of course, that was the hotness then. It's still the hotness. I think it stays a primary topic because it's a need in people's lives. So we're going to revisit this conversation. Season and I became business partners next to become spiritual life coaches. But the cool thing about it is that this was recorded a year before we even thought of being spiritual life coaches. So God is so good. Let's get right to the episode. So you have a two-year-old. She's just over two. Yes. And so she's not perfect all the hours of the day. She's my niece and she is perfect. (laughs) Actually, I would, I hate to admit that, that you've said, Sunny, she, she is like, you know, being naughty. not being naughty. Like, and I go, no, I'm thinking she's fine. That's all of our fault for not giving her what she wanted. How, be, especially because it's really fresh because she's literally been perfect mm-hmm. for two years <laughs> and two months. And now you're going, huh, there's times that she's just throws a fit. Yeah. How are you dealing with that? Because I think every mom feels alone. They mm-hmm. feel ashamed. They feel like everything was going great. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was doing a great job. And I've watched you and Brian, and you do do a great job. Like you absolutely have studied it, have prepared for it, have prayed for it. You've kept a peaceful, godly home. Mm-hmm. And then you look at each other and go, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. Why is she so mad right now? How are you dealing with that, honestly? Yeah, so um, I talked with Pastor Lori probably three months ago. She caught me at the exchange and she said, hey, Susan, I want to mention something to you. And it felt like like it was a definite God moment. Like mm-hmm. God was like, okay, you've had a rough few days with Magnolia. And then of course, leave it to Pastor Lori to say, I just need to share something with you. So she said, I just want to share something with you. She said, I just feel like I need to tell you that um, be watching for women in your life that, you know, um, um, are adults, obviously, and they have kids that are preteens, teens, and even adults. And she said, you look at their lives, you look at their kids, and you go, wow, like, they're really great kids. They're re- really great adults. And she said, and pick their brains. Like, even now, even though you might go, well, their children are 22 and 24, start asking them questions. How did you discipline? How did you handle this? And so um, I love that because it didn't overwhelm me. Like, it wasn't like Pastor Larry was like, Lori was like, here's everything. It was just like, find a few women you respect Mm -hmm. and then do that. And so there were a few women that I Marco Poloed um, and said, okay, here are my concerns. I wanna know, I look at your kids, what have you done? And so that helped me to really craft my approach on how we discipline Magnolia. And then um, after I kind of got my idea, obviously Brian's been, you know, searching that out for himself. Then Brian and I had to come into agreement that we trust each other, that in those moments Mm -hmm. when he's dealing with Magnolia, I have to go, I know that Brian knows how to handle this. And Mm -hmm. I know on the spiritual side, I know he hears from God. So I have to trust that he's going to know what to do. And, you know, same uh, for me. So that is far as disciplining has wow. helped us craft so that is I trust you, Brian, right now. And you trust me when it's my turn to have to step in. Um, and then on the flip side, um, this is something I feel like I'm learning. And I think it's because of what we do with iHeartWorld. Um, we call it the strength-based approach. And what that means is you find the strength in somebody. So for example, an, an adult, you might meet somebody you're like, my gosh, they're type A, they're super rude. They always know what's the right answer. They can make a decision like that. I can't even stand them. The strength-based approach would be, 
I absolutely love how when I'm with you, like I feel so secure because you're so, you're so confident that everything's gonna be okay. I love that like you never seem fearful and I love that about you. So that's wow. a strength-based approach. And I feel like that's something I'm implementing with Magnolia. And as a parent is when Magnolia does something like she is very vocal and she'll walk into a room and be like, you know, like she's here, but sometimes she walks in and it's a scream like I'm here, like, you know, um, notice that I'm here, that I've used a strength-based approach to get down at her level and say, Magnolia, you are so brave. Mommy loves that you walk into a room and you're so confident. Um, or, you know, if she's, um, um, if she's yelling, like screaming at me, rather than me getting in her face and saying, um, Magnolia, stop screaming, right. I'll get down at her level and I'll say, Magnolia, I hear you, but I need you to use your words. Mommy likes that you can use your words. You're so good at talking. Mm. And then she'll kind of wow. start talking. So it's a yes, not a no. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm glad that you can use your words instead of screaming. And then so it's a strength-based approach of, look how you can use your words. Look at the big words you use. So. Wow. That's it. I need to use that now. <laughs> with my with my teenagers, the strength based, which because there's a lot of parents who go, I am raising a strong willed child. Mm -hmm. But that's gotten a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. I mean Dr. Dobson wrote that book about me and my mm -hmm. mom wrote our mom read it <laughs> yeah. and said, Oh, the strong willed child, that's sunny. Yeah. And then I grew up and I turned out okay after lots of rocky times. <laughs> but look uh, at the leader that you are. Yeah, and I was a leader and my kids are leaders, like they're Sean and Sunny combined. Mm -hmm. And we see that in both of them a lot. But if I looked at it as a strength-based, they're not strong-willed, or they are, but why mm -hmm. are we making that like the strong-willed child? Yep. Well, why I'm is that glad. a negative why thing? Why is that a negative? So I love that shift. I think that would, that would change everything. Mm -hmm. You know, because Aubrey always was like, why? Or she needed to know why. And that's such a problem when they're a toddler. You say, yeah. don't touch a stove, why? And you're like, seriously, because yeah. I said so. But the why, now she asked that about God. I love, you know, I love Aubrey that you ask, that you don't just take things for as they're like, you ask why, like you're like, you're right. That is, that is the strength-based approach, even with Aubrey or a teenager, yeah. you know? Oh, I love that. Well, I'm gonna do that tonight. Thank oh, you. So um, self-care, self-care is, something that I'm really striving for this year. Um, and it's this tension between wanting to hustle and work hard and develop things within iHeartWorld and um, personally, like things that are in my heart that, that I'm like, this year I'm gonna accomplish this. Or in this year with iHeartWorld, we're gonna develop this. But then I feel the tension of like, Oh my gosh, but I I want to end the end the year not exhausted. Mm. And so I feel like you have a great balance on leading, inspiring people, um, being very present in your work, but your ability to also know how to rest, to have self-care, how to do things that fill you up. So I guess share with me how do you do that? And the reason I say that is sometimes I feel the tension again of oh my gosh, like, is it okay that I take part of my morning and I sit and paint my nails and I read my book for 30 minutes and, you know, maybe I take 15 minutes longer and do my makeup. There's this like, oh, like, should I be doing those self-care things or should I like not do that and I just need to get to work and I need to hustle mm -hmm. because really, does God really want me to enjoy those things that like make me feel centered, make me feel peaceful, make me a better mom and a better wife? 
So a long story to say, what are your thoughts on self-care? How do you manage both? Mm. Well, I think when you have a passion and a calling and a mission, it is it is a tension to manage mm, so because you have this call and desire to reach people and every second that we waste, so we're wasting. Yep. That's what we think. <laughs> I've realized that if I don't reach my own kids in my own home, mm. then trying to reach the masses can end up with, I reach some people that may not remember me in 10 years and I may not remember in 20 years, mm. but my kids aren't around because yeah. I focused on the many, the many, many, many. Yep. And when you bring it back to home, okay. you begin to realize I live in my home, yeah. so I have to be good so I can be good for my kids. So me doing my makeup or taking time on my nails or going and getting a massage mm -hmm. is not just for me. Mm -hmm. It's for Isaiah and Aubrey That's and so Sean because I come back and I'm just like, shoulders are down. And <sighs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that was awesome. And that, I don't share that stuff mm -hmm. because I think there's some shame and self-care that yes, shouldn't totally. be there. If I put every time I went and got a massage, because I had a little membership that I mm -hmm. could get one monthly yeah. for a discounted rate. Had I shared, which now everybody knows, yeah. <laughs> that I got a monthly massage, yeah. like, oh, just had it. I know that I could be like, oh, I should, you know, I just heard this story about this mom struggling to give you know, Christmas gifts to her kids. I went and got a that. massage. Yep. I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have to live life all on social media where yeah. I'm thinking about the shame of that or posting it and then wanting to take it back. Mm -hmm. It is just something I need to do because when I'm refreshed, I also then become more generous. Yep. And then I might open up my own pocketbook and go, I'm going to put some money towards that GoFundMe, or I'm gonna mm -hmm. send this person a gift card because I just feel so good. Yep. So sometimes I think we need to realize to reach the masses, mm. you have to be so good, which takes so much work. Mm. So I schedule it in. I don't share when I'm having me time because mm. that might be a Friday when everybody else is off work, or it might be a Monday for three quarters of the day yeah. when everybody else mm -hmm. is working. I don't need to share that. Mm -hmm. I know what I need from me because I know that God can only speak to me when I'm open to Him because I'm super healthy. Your ability to elevate people, if it's your sister, if it's staff, if it's going, you know what, let so-and-so run with that. Like, why not? It's going, to, um, it's going to allow them to really step into what they're to do with their lives. And I think, as I've thought about it, I think it has to do with um, confident people and people that are secure in who they are and who they are in Christ can do that. And I think that it's not that you have this confidence, like this haughtiness about you, but it's this confidence of like, I know who I am in Christ. I know I'm clear on the direction that God is asking me to go. So their vision, their dreams, it's not gonna, it's not going to compete with what's in my heart. It's actually gonna complement each other. And so, um, yeah, I just, that is one of your strengths that I just, I often marvel at, and even leading up to this, I asked Brian, I said, are there anything, you know, any certain things that I should ask Sunny about that come to mind that um, when we talked about her leadership and that was one thing, he's like, absolutely talk about that. So um, yeah. Very interesting you say that, because actually I just told Sean last week, I said, sometimes I have to outsmart myself so I don't start to compete with people. Wow. So what I mean by that is I don't follow certain people on Instagram or on Facebook because when I see where they're at, where, where they're traveling, where they're speaking, the book they wrote, 
there are certain times that I go, oh, I just do nothing with my life. That doesn't help me. It really, those situations don't push me forward. They make me get in my head and they yep. they get me in this competition mode. But when I look at people around me who I have relationship with and I see them doing great, that's different. Mm -hmm. And it's the relationship thing. Yep. But I think everything in life totally. comes back to relationship. Yeah. So these people I'm watching from a distance and I'm starstruck by, there's no relationship. So of course, their greatness makes me feel small. Mm -hmm. But when I have relationship and I see you do great things with your life, that doesn't make me feel small. That makes me feel honored to be a part of your life. Mm -hmm. So it's a complete change of mindset. Yeah. And like I told Sean, I usually uh, don't trick myself, but I use those words. I, love I that. trick myself to not compete with people by being smarter and outsmarting myself to not even follow them. Wow. Then I don't struggle with the flesh. I think a lot of your inspiration for where you're going and where the church is going, obviously for Sean too, I think a lot of that inspiration, correct me if I'm wrong, does come from those moments of resting. Mm -hmm. And you know, I bring that topic up because I feel like it's a conversation I've had with a lot of women that they feel this tension of feeling like it's okay to rest, but it's like, okay, like, is God okay with me like getting a massage every month? Is God okay with me treating myself to getting gel nails? Like, is God okay? Like, and it's kind of like, I'm like, but really God wants us to rest because he knows that fills us. Um, that ultimately it's gonna make us more, um, it's gonna allow us to give more quality to the work that we're putting forth because we are taking care of ourselves and we're not strung out and going, oh my God, I'm literally going through McDonald's every for every meal and I crawl into bed. Like, yeah. I think it's okay to say, nope, I am, I am putting in my calendar, this is time that, this is self-care time for me. For sure. We came back from Christmas, which we had two weeks off really. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had limited office hours and we had like two weeks it felt like we had two weeks. Mm -hmm. I came back, I was ready to talk about Easter. I was oh ready gosh. to talk about the kids' schedule and how we could implement mm -hmm. this and do this as a family. I was ready to talk about two sermon series ahead. Mm -hmm. like, And that came out I of it. rest. That didn't come out of planning, calendar planning, meetings, meetings. There was this, it's like the fog lifted. Yep. And I. here's the other thing I think is important. We can't count on the two weeks vacation we'll get a year. And then the rest oh of the gosh. year, we just drive and and it doesn't matter. I'm just a mom and I. they need me right now. Of course they need you right now, but they don't need you hating them because you're always with them and you never say, I need one hour mm -hmm. to run to the exchange mm -hmm. or to run to Starbucks. I used to go to Starbucks at 848. <laughs> they closed at nine. We lived in Houston, Texas, and I knew from when when Sean, you know, we got the kids to bed, or you know, we we had spent our time, and I was like, okay, I need this some is time. Your time. I knew by the time I drove to Starbucks in Houston down the road, I would get there about eight forty-eight. It closed at nine. I'd still go because it was just and the I, drive and the yes. sitting for a few minutes. I'd sit there. Sometimes I'd open my computer. I didn't even have time to log in. And I just sit there and I look back and I go, 11 minutes sometimes kept my sanity as a mom of toddlers because, or, or a baby and a toddler because I needed 11 minutes to get back to okay. Uh -huh. Because I wasn't a good mom by 8.30. Uh -huh. By 8.30, I, I had had all of the spills, all of the screams, all of the tantrums. And sometimes 11 minutes could bring me back. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's 11 minutes with God. It yeah. wasn't with you know, 
50 Shades of Grey yeah. or with some mm -hmm. other junk to feel myself. Sure. Or it was driving alone, going, mm -hmm. I don't need music on, God, I feel like a failure as a mom. Like I screamed all day long. Mm -hmm. Or they got a spanking, is that right? Should I spank? Should I swat? Should I do time out? And, it, and it's the consistent, yeah. it's, the, it's the wave of rest and work and rest mm. and work that we have to do throughout the year. Not just one time. Not just yeah. two weeks a year. So you're dreaming and saving for Disney and until then you hate just your spouse and your you're just, your life you're, and yeah, you just feel, you just feel rough the rest mm. of the year. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to sunnyhennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.